When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Wednesday, July 21st. I'm Rudy. As if Wisconsin needed another reason to drink, Bucks win. Let's take a long walk to Cleveland. You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Stitcher, every day, 9.45 a.m. Central Time. We go ahead. We go live on Instagram. Today on the show, New York City. Also, right now, you can learn practical, ethical hacking. Oh, but first. We got to play the banjo version of We Are the Champions because I can't clear the other music. But here you go. I told you guys the other day that uh, the reason why the Bucks were going to win is because after I put my Brewers hat on, when they were down 2 nothing in the series, I took off my Bucks hat, put on the Brewers hat, and look what goddamn happens. Well, finally I'm happy to say, let's do it. We're putting it on. Putting it back on, baby. Hopefully you guys saw some of the videos from last night. Jesus. I feel... Now listen, I've only been a Bucks fan now for a short amount of time. Right? Uh, but like my brother-in-law and these guys that I've known forever, these dudes have been lifelong 40-year-plus Bucks fans. That team has sucked. They were awful. 15-67, and 67, the year Giannis Antetokounmpo came into the league. 15 wins the entire season. They won 15 in the playoffs this year. If you go back, go find some of those old pictures of 2013, Chris Middleton and Giannis. Those guys look like they were goddamn kids. And then I posted a video of Giannis accepting his MVP trophy. And he basically said, it came down to me. I said I was going to be the best player in the goddamn league. And that guy worked his ass off. Look at how muscular he is last night. Compared to 2013. And not like giant Barry Bonds roided out, man. Like cut. Like seven foot and cut. Seven. Last night, the biggest game of his life. 26 years old. The, clutch. 50 points. He sucked from the free throw line. All playoffs. Almost all season. It was almost a joke. Teams wanted to follow him so they could put him on the line so he could airball it. He went 16 for 18. He had 14 rebounds. Fuck. The guy was on. He was unstoppable. 50 points. The biggest game of your life. The guy goes. Imagine doing that. I'm spilling coffee all over me. God damn it. 50 points. The biggest moment of your life and you show up. Dude, if that's not motivation, I don't know what is. That tiny little market like Milwaukee brings home a championship. There's, there should be some other small markets that are taking a little bit of a, a, some notes from last night. Because there were some of these places that had opportunities to be able to, like, like Oklahoma City. You had all those great players. 
You guys can't bring home a championship. The Minnesota Timberwolves, you guys haven't even come close. Come on. Ah, it felt good, man. It felt so good to like watch my friends, guys who have been up Bucks fans for much longer than I have to watch those guys, you know, pop the champagne last night, take out the flags, run them down the street. God damn, dude. It felt so good. It felt so good for, you know, uh, and you don't even have to be a Wisconsin sports fan to have enjoyed last night. You just got to be a fan of, uh, you just got to be a fan of people who work their ass off, who's put their mind to, uh, they set their mind on a goal and they achieve it. Steve, hey, we had 2004. What, what, 2004? There was no championship. There was no, no championship won. I know I'm going to take a little shit from my, uh, my Minnesota friends, but seriously, take a little, take a key from what these guys are doing, man. They're not putting together these superstar teams. It's not like they had like four standouts. They're not the Brooklyn Nets. Everybody suspected the, the Nets to win. Giannis and company took, took care of business last night. 50 goddamn points. The biggest game of your life, man. Biggest game of your life. Dude, if that's not motivating, I don't know what it is. We should all be waking up today a little bit earlier. We should all be putting in a little bit more work. I don't know. It was, it was excellent to see, man. And especially when you are so un, so disrespected. And I don't want to say disrespect. Um, Disrespect is a bad word. It's not disrespect. It is no respect. I mean, James Harden came out and said, I wish I was seven feet tall and didn't have a game. Just drive the lane. Dude, that's what he does. That's what you should do. I've been screaming that all playoffs. Just drive the goddamn lane, guy. Don't be taking threes. <laughs> just drive the lane. Yeah, last night to watch that guy just sit down and ball his eyes out. If you guys missed any part of the game, this was uh, Giannis after the game uh, when uh, they caught him just sitting on the, by himself. He just needed like 30 seconds to just sit, put a towel over his head, and cry his eyes out. Oh, man, I'm tearing up just thinking about it. The emotions come pouring out. One of the greatest nights in Milwaukee sports history ends in a coronation and the brilliance of the young man from Athens. Another crushing finish for Devin Booker and the Phoenix Suns after a superb season. This extraordinary story of this extraordinary young man. Yeah, I don't know. I had heard last night that some of the players from Phoenix had left the court, which I'm like, dude, did you see that court? It was filled with fans and friends and press and players and Jesus Christ. They, they left without shaking hands, which I'm like, dude, listen, why do we make such a big deal out of that? I get that you need to be cordial. And I imagine that today you see some of that stuff behind the scenes. Like I had seen that a couple of guys from Phoenix had gone to the Bucks locker room afterwards and said like, hey, man, good game. And thanks for the series. Congratulations to you guys. But I don't like that we give people shit for leaving in the moment. You you just had your heart ripped out. Do you want to sit out there while everybody's celebrating the confetti's coming down? You want to have to like try to, you know, pull it all in, keep it together. I mean, Devin Booker. I mean, yeah. Uh, see, I, 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 uh, Steve says it's Bush League. I, I disagree. I think it's fine. Go back to your locker room, man. Take a moment. Because it is the biggest thing, uh, Mira says, any athlete can relate uh, that the comeback after the constant failure is amazing. Yeah. Yep, I know. And that's coming from somebody who was a superb athlete, for sure. Um, let's see. 
Take a look. I haven't even said hi to anybody. Jesus Christ, I've been losing my mind over here. What's up, Ben Galley? How are you, buddy? Hi, Deb, Amanda. What's up, Chad? Uh, good morning to Janine, Chuck. Uh, let's see. CJ says, you look pretty good for the Bucks winning last night. Oh, no, I tied one on. Man, I had to go sweat it out in the... Uh, <laughs> I had to go sweat it out in the uh, the sauna this morning. Is that Bree? What's up, Bree? How are you, Tara? Nice to see everybody. Yeah, man, last night was just like outstanding, out goddamn standing. Such a fan of people who, you know, have been told that they're not going to be able to do it, and then just to come back. I mean, seriously, go look Google photos of 2013 Giannis and Chris Middleton, and those dudes were tiny. There was nothing to him. They were babies. They were babies. Chris Middleton was lighting it up last night. Middleton puts up the jumper. Puts it in! Chris Middleton, another clutch shot of these playoffs. And the lead back up by six. Timeout, Phoenix. It was unbelievable. Let's hear that banjo version of We Are the Champions one more time, huh? <laughs> Stupid goddamn licensing. Just let me play the Queen version, would you? What's the difference? You think Freddie Mercury's gonna go, his family's gonna go hungry? You think Brian May's not gonna eat? He's gonna have to lose his house just because I play their stupid song and don't pay a nickel? God, it's frustrating. We had a bunch of videos taken down the other day, too, because we were playing some music that was unlicensed. Stupid. Lame. All right, anyway, we can turn this off. I don't don't need to keep, I'm sure people are just like, fucking sports guy? Come on. Uh, let's see. Oh, moving on. Um, we got uh, some big things kind of on the horizon. Last night was at the uh, House of Comedy, and fucking that room is so awesome. God, that room is so awesome. I love that place. I love the people who work there, Brian and Chelsea, and uh, everybody involved. Is they're just so great. If you get a chance, find a comic, even if you've never heard of the person. Just Google a couple of uh, Google a couple of. Uh, videos of them and see what they're all about and if you can swing it go check out a show at house of comedy but uh was there last night and man it was just like lights out great crowd um great comics on the bill last night uh yeah man it was awesome and then uh, this morning got booked uh, i'm going to uh new york so if you guys don't know who uh, jesse may peluso is uh, i'll be out there in october uh, october 9th specifically at uh, city winery which is like right on the like right on the pier, like right in the heart of it's like Greenwich Village, that whole area. Like it's awesome, dude. Like I'm so looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, I'll be out there for a few days doing some stand up, uh, recording Jesse and Carly Aquilino's tour, which is the girl tour. So G-Y-R-L, new podcast that's coming out. They're doing like a big kickoff show. Uh, I'll be out there recording it and then piecing it all together for them. And then I think they're doing, I think, uh, Atlanta and Austin. I don't know if I'm going to go do those shows yet, but I'll kind of keep you guys posted. It'd be fun to go down, man, especially Atlanta. Especially after my uncle one time told me I had a uh, uh, job offer in Atlanta. I go, what do you think about Atlanta? And he goes, ah, oh, Atlanta. You don't want to go to Atlanta. Atlanta's a shithole. I mean, I could see if it was somewhere like Detroit. <laughs> Detroit. It's like, dude, I had a job offer, not a death wish. What the hell's the matter with you? Um... But yeah, uh, you should check out uh, Jesse's podcast too, Jesse May's podcast, which is uh, the Sharp Tongue podcast. I produce that. Um, well, she records it. I do all the clips and you know after hour stuff. So uh, yeah, but uh, but check it out. It is uh, she's great and funny and awesome and super talented, and she's been around now. I mean, just like cutting her teeth for years, and is such a wealth of information. And here's the thing. You, 
there's a you see like on shows when they're like we're talking to relationship expert you know Gwyneth uh, you know Gwyneth, Gwyneth Gwyneth Smith and you're like oh fucking who is this and then you're like Gwyneth tell us about yourself and she's like well I'm 24 years old I just got my master's in uh, psychology and I'm like well fucking yeah you got a master's but you're a dumb dumb you're young you have no experience I'd much rather take information and advice from somebody who has 20 years of getting their heart broken, I'd much rather take a relationship advice from that person <laughs> than somebody who is, you know, just starting out 24 years old. You got no experience. What do you mean you're telling me how I should be handling my relationships? You've never been there. I know you read it out of a book, but 24 year old relationship expert. Come on. That's ridiculous. But Jesse May has got some like Great life lessons. She lost her uh, her dad at a young age. Her mom just recently passed away. She um, And she's got, like, great insight. Not just on, like, you know, death and relationships, but just, like, living, you know? Uh, she's, a, she's a pretty free, free spirit. And her and Carly Aquilino are like, dude, they are... The chemistry between those two is just lights out. It's so good. So, yeah, you should uh, – I, I suggest checking it out, man. It's going to be pretty cool. And the fact that uh, I'll be out there for a few days. I had emailed uh, a few of my friends that are already out there. And just, hey, man, I'm coming for a few days. I got an Airbnb. I'm like right – I think I'm like three blocks away from the Comedy Cellar from Washington Square. I think the Empire State Building is kind of in that area um, where I'm going to be staying. I don't, I've never been to New York City. And I do appreciate it. I threw something up on uh, Facebook the other day and just said, hey, if you guys get a chance, um, I've never been to, to NYC. If you got some suggestions, please let me know. And we'll try to, I'll try to hit them up. And everybody like sent me messages like, you got to go check out this place. And there's a cool little speakeasy and blah, 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 which is, that's the stuff I want to go do. I don't want to go, I don't want to go see all this the touristy stuff. You know, the Empire State Building's great. I bet it's amazing. I bet, you know, I'll probably, obviously, I'll, I'll see the, 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 I, don't, I know it's not the World Trade Center. Is it the, the One Center? One, One World Center? World something? I can't remember what it sounds like, but, or what it is, but uh, I'm sure I'll see that in the distance, but I'm, I just don't want to go do the touristy thing. I don't want to go to Times Square. I don't want to go do, I just want to go hang with the locals and, you know, do, do what the locals do. Like when I go to Vegas, it's been years, but when I would go, I wouldn't hang on the strip. I wouldn't go downtown. I just go, where do you guys hang? And they go, we hang at a place called the Double Deuce. It's the biggest shithole on the planet. Uh, not the Roadhouse from the movie Roadhouse with Patrick Swayze, but just this like awful hole in the wall where like, you know, punk rock kids hang out. And that's what we go do. I'd much rather do that, man. That sounds like way more fun than hanging out uh, and walking around like Times Square. You think I give a shit where Good Morning America is filmed? Who fucking cares? Dumb. Lame. Uh, all right. Saw something come up the other day. And uh, Mira, did you say you wanted to see Wall Street? I'll, I'll check out Wall Street. I think that's kind of cool. Just because um, all those great movies, all those awesome scenes from films, you know, guys pulling up on, on Wall Just to take a walk down and be like, all right, check that out. I saw the bull. What the hell, right? You know, that's kind of cool. I'd like to see the library where Ghostbusters was filmed. That sounds cool. But for the most part, man, like the touristy stuff, eh. I let everybody else handle that. <laughs> I see, I go to enough Starbucks. I don't need to. Uh, I don't need to. You know, uh, walk around and see another coffee shop that I can get here. I want to go see something mom and pop. You know, uh, saw this uh, come up in my uh, email the other day. You guys a part of Udemy at all? If you're looking to learn, Udemy is the place, right? They have all these classes about all the shit you can do. And uh, oh, Hoovy just hopped onto the uh, the live feed and. 
I don't know. We were getting tons of text messages. You missed the whole part about the Bucks. I can't go through it again, but Jesus Christ, we were losing our mind. Jeff's also a uh, a big uh, Bucks guy, but yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, uh, Udemy, if you haven't been, if you're looking to learn anything, I use it a lot for like uh, graphics. I use it a lot for learning After Effects, for you, uh, learning 3D, for motion effects, for film editing, all sorts of stuff. It's probably one of the best websites most utilized that I use anyway, and it's just Udemy, U-D-E-M-Y. And last night, <laughs> I got an email from them, and, they're, and every now and again, they have these big specials, right? They'll be like, hey, it's $9 courses, whatever you want. You want to learn how to use After Effects, you want to learn how to use Adobe Premiere, if you want to become a better photographer, if you want to learn how to make birdhouses, they have a fucking course for that. It's nine bucks on Udemy, right? So last night, this one comes to me, and uh, I thought... Should there be some sort of regulation about this? I mean, there's a reason why the Anarchist Cookbook is just not sold in Barnes and Nobles anymore, right? Like, that's why we got rid of it? Because <laughs> this information should not be out there. But this is what came down the pike. Uh, this is Practical Ethical Hacking for Beginners. So if you've ever wanted to learn how to hack Wi-Fi networks, learn how to create a virtual lab, uh, if you want to learn the fundamentals of uh, IP and MAC addressing, binary numbering, subnetting, uh, learn some of the tools that are used. Some of this stuff is like Greek to me. I'm, I'm looking at it going, dude, I don't know what any of this stuff is. Um, learn the important steps of hacking methodology used for pen- uh, penetrating test penetration testing. I imagine that must be when companies call you up and be like, hey, dude, you're a good hacker why don't you come and hack our system so we know where our weak points are but basically they're they're telling you how to gain access by exploiting vulnerabilities and weaknesses shouldn't this shit not be on the internet should this information not be around (laughs) why is it that they're allowing this to happen why can't somebody just go dude um you know maybe we keep this playing a little close to the vest Not that I want, like, big government out there telling us what we can and can't learn, but Jesus Christ. Like, the reason why I have, like, ridiculously super fast internet and it's locked down is because I don't need other motherfuckers hopping on it. (laughs) Something as small as just stealing somebody's uh, uh, internet. Have you guys seen, is it uh, Mr. Robot? Rami Malek, it was on USA for a while, Christian Slater was in it. That that show was, like, mind-blowing. The first, like, season and a half is lights out so good. After that, it gets, like, ugh, it, gets, it got really hard to watch. But the first season is just phenomenal. And it's all about kids that are hacking. They're just, like, stealing people's passwords and, like, breaking into their bank accounts. And, you know, one of the guys in the show, I'm not giving anything away, but there's one guy in the show who has a, like, a therapist and this therapist has, like, a shitty guy who is, uh, she's dating. And this dude just, like, hacks into his life and completely destroys him. I mean, ruins this guy. His marriage, his job, his credit. I mean, everything. And it's just, like, all he does is just, like, so the reason, I don't, I, I don't know. Should they be teaching us how to make bombs on the internet? Should they be teaching? All that shit has gone away, man. Like, I feel like, and this is just wide out. For $12.99 on Udemy, you can learn how to hack into a business. Uh, Steve says, from a business perspective, we need people to know and share that stuff to make systems safer. No, no, no. Yeah, I I get that, dude. I get that. But this, it feels like it's kind of on the line. I guess maybe it's just the terminology, right? Maybe if they were to go, hey, uh, learn how to prevent hackers. 
And inside of the course, they're like, all right, it's not that you're here. The real story is we're going to teach you how to be a hacker so that you can prevent hackers. It's the catch me if you can, you know, reverse, right? Leonardo DiCaprio is out there making a bunch of fake dollar bills and he gets busted after years. And the, uh, the government like brings him on and just goes, all right, you, you are going to help us catch other guys who have been doing what you've been doing. I get that. I totally get it. This just felt so weird, man. I'm like, I'm, I'm reading this, like the guidelines, the requirements and the prerequisites for this. And I'm like, Jesus, man, like this is, I don't know. It, it felt weird to me. It just felt like I, so in the open, like if you want to go on the black internet and be like, all right, you know, let's go, let's see what's going on. Or the dark web. That's black. Internet. <laughs> it's not the black market, asshole. The dark web. You want to go on the dark web and find information like this. Feel free, man. Go for it all day. I guess the last thing I want is just like, you know, some dum-dum who's like 17 years old getting a hold of this information. And then the next thing you know, man, I can't download shit or, you know, my TV goes off because this kid's got to be an asshole from three doors down. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> be kind of nice. Bucks win. Bucks win. Make sure that you get this podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify on Stitcher. And every day, 9.45 a.m., we go live on Instagram. Once again, thank you guys so much. I really do appreciate it. Every day, taking a long walk to Cleveland. <laughs> that is a show, everybody. Ah, uh, what's going on? Hi, Danielle. Jan says, good morning, Steve. And being a penetration expert opens opens a lot of different doors for you. Ah, who else is on here? Elbrez? Elbrez, which is Spanish for the brez. Um, but yeah, man, uh, Lynn missed you too. Thanks for uh, hopping onto the live feed. No, last night was uh, was lights out, man. One of the best nights of my life, man. Watching my brother in law, like it was fun for me. I enjoyed it, but it was more so watching my brother in law lose his goddamn mind last night. You know, I mean, I know we give a, like a lot of shit to like Vikings fans and whatnot, but one day when it does happen, it will be nice to watch my friends lose their goddamn minds over it. You know, it's more about watching other people. I, I enjoy it. It's fun. It was great last night. I had a good time. Obviously, I like the Bucks, but when you finally get to see somebody, you know, fulfill that lifelong dream of there was a I was I should have grabbed. I just thought of it now. I thought of it this morning and then spaced on it till just this moment. But there was a uh, an episode of that '70s show, which is obviously based in Wisconsin, and the grandmother of one of the kids I can't remember. They go to see her, and she says. Uh, they say, uh, uh, you know, Grandma, what do you plan on doing today? And she's like, my favorite thing ever, watching the Bucks lose. And then she turns on the game and is laughing hysterically because they're getting blown out. And all those years that that team sucked, man, to like have it finally all come back around, you know, after 40, was it 41, 45 years, something like that, 76, so 45, Jesus Christ, man. Yikes. That is a long drought. That's a long, long drought, man. Damn, you know, so hopefully it does. I, I would like to see a championship. I mean, obviously, I know the Twins got two of them, 87-91, but it would be nice to finally get one back here for my, you know, my buddies who live here. You know, I I don't give a shit. My allegiance is to a good time. That's that's why I choose to <laughs> cheer for Wisconsin teams because nobody parties like those people. Jesus Christ, 65,000 people outside 
in the Deer District last night. I mean, that's a sea of fucking humanity, dude. It's unbelievable. I mean, Brazilian concerts don't have that many people. And it, it was as far as the goddamn eye could see. It was great watching everybody's live feeds last night. Uh, Shar, we pray for a miracle here in Minnesota for football or hockey, hopefully in my lifetime. Yeah, it would be nice. Uh, I, you know, I've lived here most of my life. It'd be nice to watch a, watch the parade happen, you know? I mean, I'd go down there, check it out for sure, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I feel, I feel trust me, man. I, I feel for some of these Minnesota teams. Jesus Christ, you know? These dudes who've been big fans since they were like little kids and now they're in their 60s and still haven't brought home a championship. Like, God, that's got to hurt. I did meet one guy, lived about four doors down from me. I was outside shoveling one day. This guy comes up and he goes, uh, he goes, hey, man, because uh, you into sports memorabilia? I said, oh, I, don't, I, I guess. Like, I'm not huge into it, but what, why? What do you got? And he takes out his wallet and he pulls out a ticket stub from the first Super Bowl. He was at the Super Bowl when the Minnesota Vikings went to the first Super Bowl. And uh, he said, yeah, he goes, I've just been walking around with this thing in my pocket for years. Um, he had had it at some point. It was it was old. It was beat up, you know, like, you know, it was I mean, it wouldn't, I imagine it probably wouldn't be worth all that much anyways. But um, but he uh, he had it and he had had it uh, laminated so he could just walk around with it, you know. Um, but it was kind of cool. It was cool to like, you know. The thing that really hit home the most is to see that the ticket was $7. I mean, 25 grand to be able to sit courtside last night at the Bucks game. In the first Super Bowl, that dude paid $7 to get into it. So, Jesus, yeah. So, it'd be fun though, man. It would be fun. And hopefully some of these smaller markets, you know, the Oklahoma Cities, you know, the Memphises, um, these some of these towns, they can take a look. You know, Minneapolis, St. Paul, you should be looking at what's going on with Milwaukee, you know? You got the Brewers who are contenders every year. You got the Bucks. It'd be kind of nice. I'm just saying. It would be kind of nice to, like, watch the Timberwolves one day. That team will end up in Seattle. That goddamn, you know, uh, that uh, uh, A-Rod, I don't trust that guy. I don't trust him. There's no way. You mean to tell me you're going to buy a fledgling? Seattle is begging for a team. Dude, you come back, you bring back this, the Supersonics, all those old... Um, all those old records get like, you know, opened up again. Dude, why wouldn't you? That's a moneymaker. Seattle is begging for it. Uh, Lynn, ticket prices for anything these days are ridiculous. I know. Although I did see that, um, Young MC and Vanilla Ice are playing in Duluth. Tickets are 30 bucks. So some tickets are outrageous, which I think if I were to go to that show, I would, uh, I would splurge and get the VIP for $50. Because then it's like no beer lines in your own, like, ugh, dude, I've been to Bayfront festivals before, man. Those porta potty lines are ridiculous. But <laughs> anyways, oh, you know what? We need to stop recording. So I guess this is going to be a little bonus from the, uh, from the podcast. So there you go. So right on. All right, you guys. Well, you guys have a excellent night. Uh, hopefully you guys have a re- good rest of the week. Uh, we'll be back uh, tomorrow. Same time, 9.45 a.m. Yeah, thanks everybody again for stopping by. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. I tied one on last night, but I think tonight shall be like the big celebration. Because, boy, late. Ugh, it was too late. So, anyways, you guys have a good night. We'll see you later. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.